Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPA. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about beneficial ownership information reports. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin, CPA. What's going on, Allison? Well, I think today is going to be, since it's the first uh, week of January, everybody wants to start off with what they thought was a, you know, exciting topic, but today we're going to do something incredibly boring, but required by the government. We're going to talk about beneficial ownership interest reporting. Beneficial ownership interest reporting. And so I, in, a, in a simplified way, what what does that actually mean? Like what's the, what are they trying to figure out? So it is a compliance requirement by FinCEN, which is Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, as which is a department under the Department of Treasury, and it's under the Corporate Transparency Act, which is designed to you know ensure that there's more visibility into who has a, an interest in your business. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to go into the political pieces of it, but it's just it's it's a it's a necessary compliance requirement that if we don't follow it. We risk significant penalties up to and including jail time should we not comply with it. So this is a boring topic, but it's a necessary topic to discuss. <laughs> Side note, you know, I spent the last two weeks of the year like really digging into the details of like refiguring discount rates and inflation rates which affect valuations of what we invest in. And I was like, man, this period really feels like you know, the 40s or the 70s, like when you we were like in Cold War, right? So the 40s is an all-out war. 70s was a Cold War. This mm-hmm. is a, another Cold War period of time. Anyway, that's, that, that's what this, this sounds like, a Cold War type it, strategy. It sounds, it sounds like it, but, but what I will say, if you really go through the requirements of it, again, necessary evil, and obviously we all have to comply, but it's not that horrible to fill out the fill out the forms and submit them in a timely manner to avoid to make sure that we're in compliance. But again, the purpose of the of the requirements was again under the Corporate Transparency Act to be sure that, you know, there is more visibility into who owns our businesses. Now, the majority of businesses in the country are small to medium-sized businesses owned by one or two partners. So this isn't that big a deal. But what they're looking for in terms of who has to file this uh, compliance requirement are limited liability companies, which again, most small to medium-sized business owners are, corporations like like a C corporation, not publicly traded. So again, it's so if it's a you know a manufacturing company that is a C corp that is not publicly traded um, or has uh, fewer than twenty-five employees, uh, then you don't have to or you don't have to com- or comply with this. You don't have to file it. You're not obligated to report it. So um, what you'll have to do is find, figure out, do you meet those requirements? And FinCEN, the FinCEN website does have a really good chart that will show you to, so you can go through and make sure does your business meet these requirements. Um, and then what they look for is what you're asked to report is 
who in the business has substantial control or owns greater than 25% interest in your business. And again, if we look at most small to medium-sized businesses, it's going to be someone like you, someone like me, single owner kind of a thing, or uh, one or two partners. So everybody, for the most part, is going to be obligated to fulfill this requirement. So, and again, what they're looking for is, you know, uh, basic information. What is your name? What is your address? What is your date of birth? You know, and then you provide some, uh, you know, uh, like a documentation to prove you really are you, like your driver's license or your passport. Um, and they have other information that uh, will list out what you can provide. But again, it's it's a pretty, and I don't want to say easy, but it's a very important requirement. But if you go through the, the steps to do it, it's not that big a deal to do, um, to fill out. So it sounds similar to, uh, you know, I own a registered investment advisory firm. And so uh, that's a requirement that we have. So it's, Right. Right. Or you just think of the, uh, say, in here, Texas franchise tax requirements, reporting requirements. It's who owns the business. It's not a, you know, you just have to report it every year to the to the secretary of state saying, you know, Allison Rife Martin owns Rife Martin CPA and whoever else is out there kind of a thing. Same same as for you or, you know, any other small business owner. Um, if you are a an existing business prior to January 1st, 2024, you have until January 1st, 2025 to, to complete the requirement. So it's not like you you have to do it today. You have until the end of the calendar year to get it done. But it would be in your best interest just to get it done mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Um, if you are a new entity that's created in 24, you have 90 days from the date the business was set up. So if the business was set up on January 1st, as recognized by the Secretary of State, you would have until March 31st to comply. It is a one thing, there are a couple other things to note is a one-time, the initial report is a one-time report to file. So it's not like it's an annual report. However, if you change anything of those who meet the beneficial owner requirements, like Say my driver's license expires and I have to get a new one. Well, then I have to report that change. If I move, I have to report that change. If I bring on a partner, I have to report that change. How do they expect us to remember all this? I guess I'm asking the wrong person. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I think to me, that is the big challenge of this rule is like, it's awesome to say it's easy. It's a one and done, but it's not really a one and done. It's. Because again, someday I'm, I might move. Well, am I going to remember that I got to do this? That is where you, you know, you're. If you can work with an attorney on it, if you can, um, some states are will say it's okay for CPAs to help prepare these things. That's you know, or just you have a calendar thing and you know, a check like a standard operating procedure with your business. Did I bring in a new partner? Yes need to put together this update, but that's something that part of your uh, management team you should be talking with, make sure that that's something you add into your standard operating procedures, because that's, I think that's where there's going to be the the gotchas is who's going to remember that we moved, you know? And Mm -hmm. if you have like a 50 person partnership, are you, you know, are you going to remember every year to ask your partners anything new about your contact information? Maybe. (laughs) 
you, you know it's pretty dope. I was reading up maybe like in 2030, the cost of I'm I'm, a, I'm simplifying what I'm trying to say, but basically it's gonna cost next to nothing for you and I to train a AI on our specific standard operating procedures. Right. And so then so then we'll so right, Google or somebody will say, Hey, you know, rent this thing for 150 bucks a month and it and it you just feed it with data of your SOPs and then it kind of keeps you in compliance with everything you need to do for business. Like that's you can do it now. It's more expensive for the companies to offer, but they're gonna lay it out. But I can so see it as a as a way to come up with all these tedious things. So you just kind of put it in there, you give it all the information, and then you just Whenever it triggers something, it feeds whoever it needs to feed the information and right. puts it on the blockchain, stores the data. Uh, just how, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is how all this is going to, you know. Oh, I, oh, I know it's going to happen, but I just think for right now, it's going to have to be yeah. an SOP you're going to have to put in with every annual filing. Yeah. Yeah. Did your, you know, and again, you have to report the change of address or whatever kind of change to the owner, the beneficial owner within 30 days of change. So if I move on March 15th, I have till April 15th to change, to report the change. Cool. Hey, there, that, that again is how we're going to be. Yeah. Anyway. We, need to have some, we need to have one of the presidential candidates on here and be like, my first day in office, I'm going to make this process easier for all Americans. <laughs> all right. Let everybody know where they can reach you if they want to have a CPA in their life that makes sure that they keep the rules in, in, in line for running their business. Because you're amazing at this. This is outside the scope of your expertise but you're making sure that we understand right. what we need to do and i and i will say i think for most small business owners who are the one and two partners it's you can actually do it yourself from what i can tell um if it's the larger again because the cpa board doesn't has hasn't ruled as to whether we can actually provide that as a service offering you may need to reach out to an attorney to talk with them about it but I'd love to at least give you some guidelines as to how to get started on it. But you can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And yes, that was a boring topic, but I'll talk about that or anything else fun. Thanks, Allison. Have a great day. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.